Hey, where's our bumper music? Oh, this is actually the Grace World podcast, and we're on the road in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. This is, I'm Dan, and this is... This is Becky, and our special guests... Uh, yes, this is Dan and Becky's son, Benji, with my wife... Kaylee, hi there. Hey. It's a, it's a quad affair tonight. We are going to... They have a podcast as well, so we're double duty, double duty. How do I say that? <laughs> Dutying. Du- anyway, double duty. The dog was doing the duty earlier, but <laughs> anyway. And we're here with Posey the dog. We're going to talk together tonight. Hey, here, here, yep. So there. we have a pod. Obviously, you listen to our podcast. You know, we have a pod- podcast. Benji and Kaylee have a podcast that they do occasionally, <laughs> once every fortnight or so. Ah, uh, yeah. We'll get back into or it. Or so. <laughs> It's been a while. So we're here to jump in and try to do something interesting. So we had a conversation on the road today, and our discussion was, this is our title, Charcuterie Christianity, also known as the Biblical Buffet. So where did we get that title from? Uh, we just, <laughs> I, made it, I made it up. I take full Binge credit you, for this. I, that was my invention. I don't remember how I came up with the, the, what we were talking about. Kind of picking and choosing certain i guess certain, beliefs and uh, ideals and <laughs> yeah how many times have you like guys heard us how many guys have you ever heard a sermon that's the pastor said yeah some christians want to just go think christianity is a buffet where you can just go pick what you want have you ever heard that one i'm sure i have we have yeah absolutely yeah. so i've come my new theory is Hey, let's go to the buffet. (laughs) We'll go there. Maybe it's not a bad thing. Right. And so I think traditionally, what's kind of the traditional model people would have when they go to a church or something as far as not going to the buffet? What do you do? Well, I think the point of denominations or a denomination is to have a set of beliefs Mm -hmm. written down or somehow proclaimed to say this is generally what we believe about God and the Mm -hmm. gospel and the Holy Spirit, the whole thing. And so it it does make it, it gives some parameters to a belief system, Mm -hmm. which makes it, um, quite frankly, easier for people, excuse me, for people to say, yeah, I have similar points of view and, uh, I can, I can agree with the majority of those statements or whatever, and I can worship here freely without having to always think about uh, what I, you know, my theology or is God different than this or whatever. They, they can just mm-hmm. go and be freed up to worship mm-hmm. uh, with that and without a lot of thinking all of the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of people enjoy that system and are in a certain religious sect or denomination so that they can identify with that we um we have also been in denominations our whole lives and and have a lot of take a lot of uh hope and joy in being with like-minded people yeah but recently we talk a lot not recently we've always to be honest we always talk about the sermon or say things that we agreed with or didn't agree with or whatever for 30 years we've been talking about well what the heck do you really go to church for what's the point why am i at church i'm going to go use back to your thing and 
going to go use the uh, restaurant analogy again because we're on the buffet and the charcuterie. How many, if you don't know what a charcuterie is, that's that little board that they give you at restaurants that have the meats and cheese platter on it. What is it? In Italy, they have that's an antipasti, antipasta. So it's the little selection of stuff you get to pick from. All right, but how about how many of you have been to Bot Mod Pizza? Y'all going to Mod Pizza? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Okay, Love so mod. now here's the question. Do you build your own, or do you look on the chart and go, oh, the, the Sarah pizza, or the, oh, that one looks good. I'll pick that one that somebody has pre-made for you with a selection of items. Well, I only build my own because there's none on the wall that I want. <laughs> uh-huh. I build my own, too. How about you, Becky? I, I do build my own because, to be honest, I like all of it. I like everything. <laughs> you want everything on the pizza. All right, so there's your theology. Becky's, Becky's whoa, theology whoa. is all-inclusive. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are we going with that? <laughs> the scary word to say these days. Oh, I know. <laughs> all right, so what's the – let me get into that further – so what's the, if we talk about buffet, biblical buffets, or the, or the charcuterie, what are we really saying by that? Well, I think the idea is that you, well, kind of like what we said, you do pick and choose what you believe, because mm-hmm. I think most people do not, um, even if they're part of a denomination or if they aren't, will, well, rarely will they find someone who completely agrees 100% with everything preached at their church or mm-hmm. with their denominational positions, doc- yeah, yeah, positions, doctrines, uh-huh. and I think, like it or not, I think most people would actually be taking, you know, they'll say, "Oh, I don't agree with that," but I think it's actually this way, and in a sense, they are building their they're building their own pizza of belief. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. So. I, you know what? It can seem like a bad thing in the sense of, oh, you get to pick and choose. And it's like, well, if you pick Presbyterian or you pick Baptist, you're still picking and choosing. Right. You're just picking a bigger grouping yeah. is what you're really doing. Or Catholic or take your pick. It's, there's kind of an aspect. Yeah, Posey would like to get in on this conversation here a little bit. She's she, she, yeah. She's trapped in the room with us and not keen on that. But one of the things that I think you get out of it's really taking responsibility for what do you really believe. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, sometimes that can be challenging. Sometimes that can be a headache, as we referred to in our last <laughs> broadcast. Last, <laughs> can, last week's podcast. Sometimes thinking is too much. It's too hard. And you can get tired. And so it's like just just tell me something and we'll call that good. Right. Which isn't necessarily wrong or bad. Right. right. Right, and there's a time where you want to just say, you know, know what's important in life is I love Jesus, I want to hang out with other people, and the fact that we may or may not agree on every stinking little doctrine, it's not really important, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, how do we, and the fact that's probably another place to question, how do we go and have community with believers Mm -hmm. that we may not agree with, even not even trivial things, but maybe even more significant things. Mm-hmm. Can you or should you hang out with those believers? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so this is why Benji moved away. Is he was a problem child. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I mean, I think I think that's why this conversation is good because I think like maybe in our head we think like no, it's you have to believe these certain things. Mm-hmm. But really, I think it, it like that's how we get along with other people is that we allow people to have their own smorgasbord of beliefs. We allow yeah. people to have their you know their their own buffet that they've picked and choose you know chosen from, um, and they might pick. I like this the salad maybe and other people might not like the salad and that's okay. Right. <laughs> other people might like tulip in their salad and others just right. want a lip <laughs> or whatever it's or <laughs> or they may not want that at all it depends but okay so here's the hard part of Christianity the hard part How do we love people that think differently than us? I mean I think you're <laughs> Because he says you don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Simple like, answer, that's problem it. solved. <laughs> Let's go start another Thanks denomination. For coming to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I mean, the real answer is, I, I mean, it's in a sense it's kind of simple where it's just you just treat them as, you know, Jesus would. It's like, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, everyone in your life has different beliefs than you. At yeah. some level. And right. there's there is literally no one, even, you know, a husband and wife will not agree 100% on every single thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I don't know. It's it's almost like a, I almost actually think it's almost a silly question to be like, how can we get along with yeah. people who believe differently? And it's like, well, we do already, all the time. Like, yeah, everyone in the world has different beliefs mm-hmm. at some level. Yeah. And so, and you know, maybe sometimes there's things that are irreconcilable, but for the most part, people can come together to find out what they do agree on. And especially, especially in face-to-face conversation and face-to-face royal relationships, people can get along just fine that have wildly different views because Mm -hmm. in a physical setting, people will generally identify with what connects them mm-hmm. and not with where their differences are mm-hmm. okay that's, that's good, good. Mm-hmm. all right so here's an observation i think um it seems to me that the reason people most have conflict <clears throat> like it's really a problem for them with difference of opinions is they need other people's opinions to validate their opinions uh, mm-hmm. yeah so if you differ from me then it doesn't validate me and so what that really is saying is I don't really have the faith in what I believe. Because mm-hmm. if you have faith in what you believe. You don't care what other people believe. Right. I mean, sense. maybe not care is, yeah, but it's like it should not be traumatizing to you right. that other people are not in agreement with you. Right. On various issues. Right. And so I think that should be a first clue is if I get stressed that other people are believing differently than me then I need to go say, okay, what's what's the root issue here with me? Mm-hmm. Do I have a problem with my own security in my beliefs? Or, yeah. I mean, granted, you may say, oh, this is really, really important and I really care about them. And it's like, well, make sure it's communicated that you care about them as opposed to just you're wrong and <laughs> right. you need to change, you know, yeah. so... What do you think? You've been playing with the dog, so we're going to just ask you to say, jump been in. the grandma it's, sitter. It's right. <laughs> uh, what's the question? <laughs> Sorry. No, we're talking How about... do we get along with people who believe differently? Oh, I, th- I think part of the, I think from what I've been hearing, 
you guys say, spiritual things are very personal. Yeah. And you, you, what you, I'll, I'll just say from my own experience, whatever I hold dear in my heart uh, about God and my spirituality, I don't want anybody in there kerfuffling that mm. or questioning that. That's because that's such a personal, vulnerable spot in my life. So I think that makes it extra uh, difficult to be able to give grace to other people that have something that's, uh, especially if it's a strong difference of opinion about God, a different religion or a different culture or whatever. Um, and I, because I want to connect with them, I want them to see things the way I see them. And mm-hmm. so then it makes me want to share with them, but that often gets me into trouble because then they share their opinions and then then we're at a... Which are wrong. Just, you know, <laughs> then, then we're in a disagreement about the way things go and it makes it hard to connect and stay connected. So and I think the Lord spoke about that when he said, don't be unequally yoked to other people, which... Mm-hmm means that the people that you are really close to it you know that wasn't a you're a bad person if you're unequally yoked most if not all of the commandments that god gives or that jesus spoke about were for our benefit Mm -hmm. this is a healthy way of living well if you are in a in a bond with somebody and by that i mean you would actually be in a place of pretty tight commitment where you're sharing vulnerable things then um it's important to have some con- places to connect to. Mm-hmm. And for me and Dan, it both of us, I mean, not know, knowingly, mm-hmm. knew that we wanted to be um, married to somebody who had mm-hmm. very similar understanding, spiritual understandings, yeah. mm-hmm. so that yeah. we could bond in that. And that has been our closest bond our entire marriage, is our spiritual bond. So that's why I think the unequally yoked business mm-hmm. has to do with that, like, it will be better for you mm-hmm. if you are bonding to people who share similar ideas to you mm-hmm. in your really close relationships. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not that you're wrong if you don't, but it's going to be potentially painful mm-hmm. and difficult for you, mm-hmm. which may not be fun. Right, because those spiritual <laughs> so. beliefs really affect every other aspect of our life and how we choose to live morally and mm-hmm. where we choose to go in life and so if those the people that you're bonding with are not having those same morals and living that same lifestyle as you that it's I mean I, I would even argue that you probably won't even begin to be close right. <laughs> to those people really or without somebody changing their ideals right <laughs> yes I agree mm-hmm. yeah especially as they're more the more significant things obviously are more significant (laughs) in terms of those relationships. Mm -hmm. All right, so let me ask you another theory or question or idea. So another place where it might be difficult is how we view our responsibility. And this is where I think sometimes it's not, it's a false responsibility as Christians to convert or communicate Christ to other people. We we can carry a responsibility that it's our job to change people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how does that burden enter into relationships or problems of conflict? Mm-hmm. Um, Go oh, ahead. Okay. <laughs> I just, I have kind of a story about this. And so um, the, 
Uh, so I work at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. and my boss is Muslim. And so I went into that with, oh my gosh, I need to get her saved. Like, I, <laughs> that, is, that is obviously my calling here. That's why Jesus has brought uh-huh. me here. And very gently, the Holy Spirit said, no, it's my job to save her. <laughs> Not yours. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working with her. Like she, like she has this idea of God already and mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is, is working with that. And he's like, your job is to serve her. And mm-hmm. that is what you're going to go do to that, do in that place is you were going to serve uh, this woman. And so, that's awesome. um, yeah. And so that was like a really big wake up call. Like, Oh yeah, it's not, it's not my job to get her to say the prayer of salvation, right. you know, exactly. like that is yeah. <laughs> to convert, you know, it is just, it, it was, you know, my, my duty to serve her and I'm still, you know, Love, doing yeah. that to that day. Yeah. To this day. So mm-hmm. <laughs> for you. Yeah. And actually that's also, I find is weird in situations like that is I, I know cause of what you talked about with her is, She's a really great lady who has really done a lot for you guys and been a real blessing to you. And sometimes because when we carry these burdens, it can feel really weird when a non-Christian ministers to us. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute, we're supposed to be yeah. the ones. And, it's, yeah. and I think that's part of that alienation. It's almost like we have an alienation from other people rather than just saying, okay, yes, Christ is obviously the answer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the good things that we say as Christians but we want to alienate the rest of humanity that they're not really humans that are participating in humanity mm-hmm. doing loving good kind things yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's almost uncomfortable <laughs> depending on where you come from and your religion mm-hmm. or christianity mm-hmm. to receive goodness from a non-christian mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's kind of <laughs> I think that's a really bad thing. Yeah. (laughs) And I I think, I think that is why personally for me, I am questioning some of the things that I've believed my whole life about Mm -hmm. God and about the inclusiveness of God, Mm -hmm. because fairly recently I've started thinking if all goodness comes from God, that means any goodness that comes from any other person is from God. So God is working through them, whether they acknowledge him or not. Mm -hmm. And so I'm receiving love or goodness from other people, regardless of what their relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. He's still using them yeah. to give me goodness. Yeah. And so that is part of the the uh, questionings, I guess, of mm-hmm. some yeah. of the things that I either took differently or my denomination or church believed or whatever, however that went. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, we always we were told that, I guess if you looked at tulip, I think it's the eye. It's like irredeemable skankiness or something. <laughs> it's <laughs> irresistible <laughs> grace. No. Oh my it's the one. What's the one that basically says? They're going to send you an angry email. I know. No, it, it's the one that's every. Yeah, everybody's bad. Oh. Um, uh, the which total was, total depravity. Total yes. depravity. Yeah. And it's and I think I was raised. Don't you love this? This is sometimes I like to be really precise theologically. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm all over the map. So, and there's no offense intended here. How I was raised is we were kind of taught that no person outside of Christ can ever do anything loving yeah. or good yeah. ever. That even if a mother loved her child, even it was. In- it was a sinful love because it wasn't Jesus. And I think I'm learning, 
Jesus is working through people. Jesus' love is all over the place. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean universalism, everybody's saved. It means Mm -hmm. God is at work, or Aslan is on the move. He is doing things in the world and working in and through people Mm -hmm. all the time. And we want to be exclusive, like we're in this club where God can, (laughs) I'm sorry, God can only do something through me and, and only he... if i'm totally committed and no sin <laughs> yeah. in my life right. and all right. confessed up uh-huh. and I'm right. completely out of the picture and it's only jesus it's i only, mean the, yeah. the legalism so jesus is... has never used me like, <laughs> that's right. a, like right? ever. Yeah. <laughs> if you really think about it yeah <laughs> yeah go ahead i think this is one of those things where i mean everyone is this way i mean i'm this way but i think we really do get a poor understanding of how of what God actually can do, and if I think if we're not in real communi- communion with God all the time, mm-hmm. it's very easy for us to think it's like, well, I'm this way, and somehow because I'm this way, God must also be this way. Oh, yeah. And here's if I'm doing if I I wouldn't do that that way, and so God must also not you know be working this way, and so to even like have that revelation of just like oh. God is working through everyone in right. some way all the time right. yeah. and is always yeah. trying to talk to everyone yeah. on the planet yeah. is yeah. a little bit mind-boggling mm-hmm. and to just realize, oh, yeah, he is so much bigger and so far actually beyond what my understanding of him is mm-hmm. yeah. and he's nothing like me in a in a way yeah which uh, kind of oh, go ahead no go ahead kind of playing off of that like that um that god is like that he's just meeting us wherever we are and i think that's kind of like also plays into this idea of charcuterie christianity mm-hmm. is yeah. that like even if you're off and it's not true what you believe about god it, you know it He's he's gonna meet you there, and he won't he's, be offended. Yeah, he's not gonna be offended. He's yeah. you know he's not upset that you see him the way that you see him because right. he's gonna lead you to the next revelation and to the next one and to the next right. one. Like you're never yeah. going as long to as have you're it figured he'll out. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. He'll, Even if you're not interested, <laughs> he'll still, he'll <laughs> he'll still <laughs> work in you. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's where it can be uh, not uh-huh. helpful to be tied down to just one, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing outside of that. That's why it can be, although scary to ask questions, yes. um, because then God can be like, yeah, let's, let's go, <laughs> let's go deeper. Yeah, God you know? would actually like, answer you. <laughs> right. Just like in yes. marriage that like, if I'm just like, this is how Benji is. And this is just how he is, and he never changes. Like Benji is not the same man that I married. Like, and, and we've only and been married two years. We've only been married two years in all the best ways. Imagine with know? thirty years. But yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you, you know? guys aren't and, the exact same after thirty years. <laughs> Praise God, no, <laughs> for both of us. And if I just thought of him as the same man that he was when we got married, our relationship could not progress. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. right. It can only go so far. Yeah, and, and I think point. when we limit people, at, well, actually, what it is is we limit God and say God can't do this god can't use this person god can't work through unbelievers god it's like god can do anything he wants he can and he, he is working and he is through balaam's donkey. donkey yeah he worked through he worked through and led nebuchadnezzar who was yeah. equivalent to hitler yeah back in the five five six hundred bc mm-hmm. basically God was leading Adolf Hitler in 500 BC, and not really Adolf, but actually probably somebody worse. <laughs> Genghis Khan esque, you know, yeah, empire. Yeah. empire. And God was working in him. And actually, 
he would listen to God, and they would do stupid stuff. But then he'd listen to God, and then he'd do stupid stuff. Well, and hey, it was evil. He wrote a ch- he's the only he, Gentile author in the right. Old Testament. Right? It's in the Book of Daniel. And then same with Cyrus. Cyrus was another conquering dictator. And guess what? God used him to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. You know, and said, "Here, sure, everybody, go back and you know restore your land. I'll let you all free." And here you go. And that was through a dictator. You know, God chose to work through him. Mm-hmm. Was everything perfect in his life and all fixed? No. Mm-hmm. Did the, did Cyrus ever know God? I don't know. Maybe not, but he read the well, Bible. Maybe he did. Maybe know? he did. Yeah. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he did a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. But we try to fix it into a clean package. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, maybe sometimes the goal or the problem with the smorgasbord, or the, and there's my next word, spiritual sporgit, smorgasbord. Oh, man, we're killing it. We <laughs> have the biblical buffet, the spiritual smorgasbord, or the Christian charcuterie Christianity. You know? I love the alliteration. But I think sometimes people just think, unless it's been prepackaged by somebody, it can't be right. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, guess what? We all got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully we got it at least mostly right, or the important stuff right, but the reality is, is I don't have, I, and I think all my opinions are correct. Right, or you wouldn't believe them. <laughs> or I wouldn't believe them. But there's some stuff that I have a lot less confidence in. You know, the core stuff, Jesus, 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 I got a lot of confidence, and that hasn't changed in 50 years. Mm-hmm. But there's other stuff that's like, yeah, it's less important, and I'm willing to flex a little on some of those things. Yeah. Some of those ideas have changed, yeah. you know, but it's, What's the root? It's like I got to go back to God and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Him crucified, res- resurrected, and living in me. Yeah. That's what I get excited about, and that's what's important. Great. Yeah. And yeah. that's where we have real fellowship with one another in Christ, not whether. I'll pick other little things. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, won't even go there. Times. Yeah. Yeah, your yeah. eschatology and rapture and no rapture and all those kind of things. It's like, I think those are all interesting and fascinating, but but it's like, yeah, don't get too wound up on that stuff. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or else you're going to be wound up on that stuff all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And, and to be fair, some, I mean, it's a process, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we have walked a lot of road with a lot of questions. Yeah. And some frustrations mm-hmm. in that, but the frustration leads you again into what you were saying, Caleb, before revelation yeah. and into that, you know, those questions or those, how can this be right or true? The Lord is not going to leave us in those questions. Mm-hmm. He wants to reveal the truth of mm-hmm. the universe and himself as mm-hmm. the creator yeah. of the universe. And so yeah. even in the frustration, and I'm the worst at this, find patience mm-hmm. in the frustration mm-hmm. To say, I don't know the answer to this, but that is not the end of the story. And I, mm-hmm. I trust that the Lord mm-hmm. in a short time or in a long time is going to pull, draw the string in at some point and give me mm-hmm. that um, satisfaction of having some answers yeah. and having some understanding at a level where I can feel like, okay, everything isn't one big ball of loose string Mm -hmm. there is something solid to stand on there you know the truths that the lord brings us in at every stage of life yeah 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 i think that oftentimes and so benji and i went through uh, a really difficult 
time we actually we went through a miscarriage and it, it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through and probably been to you too. Yeah. Um, and it, what God showed me instead of asking why did this happen because that's probably not something I'm going to know or understand in this life. He told me to ask the question, how am I going to redeem this and be mm. watching for how, how will I redeem this and yeah. your life? And that's kind of, that's given me that question has given me hope because why just gets you in the cyclical, yeah. you know, and, and bad things, awful things happen. And it's not God. God didn't take our baby. God didn't need our baby in heaven. Like that, none yeah. of that, you know, yeah, they you know, they didn't have a baby shortage. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. You know, nothing, nothing like that, but we're not, we're not going to know why. Yeah. Um, but instead looking at, and, and to me, that question tells me, well, okay, then God is going to redeem this. And mm-hmm. that's where I find hope. that's that's fantastic because i think (laughs) when you get to that that that's when you start realizing the fundamental nature of god is redeemer yeah Mm -hmm. it's to always and we want to always like you said we want to have explanation and god says the explanation is not the story yeah the redemption is the story Story. from the get-go from the get-go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at all yeah. of mankind, the entire story of God is... Because, I mean, I've looked at this over... We've talked about this a lot. What was the purpose of the fall? Why did it happen? What's going on there? Why did it sin? What what ha- You know, all these different things. And part of it, I think, just listening here, it's like, because God is a God of redemption. It's his fundamental nature is to bring back, to restore. You know, and I've talked about in the past where... You know, there's a lot of songs about God will come at 11.59 or, you know, it'll hit the 11th hour, God will be there. And it's like, no, I think a lot of times God waits till past midnight, something happens, and then at 2 o'clock he redeems it (laughs) later on. And it's one of those where you're like, wait a minute, where was God? And he's like, just hang on and I will redeem the entire thing and give you more than you ever understood. But it's a redemptive thing not a make sure the bad thing didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not even that like, like that God just causes bad things to no. happen to you so you can learn to trust <laughs> right. him better. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that would be manipulative and abusive if God is like, right. I'm going to smite you with this thing just so you can learn to trust me so I can heal you later. Like, that, <laughs> Wait, that would be awful. It? Like, if you did that to anybody, that would be yes. an abuse. Yeah. That is an abusive relationship. I, I broke your leg so that I could show you yeah, that so I love I can you. Show you that so I can t- nurse you back to health. Like, <laughs> yes, I let you be lame anymore. for thirty nine years so that I could come in front of the temple and heal you, yeah. so that people would be impressed. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not what he did. No. Right, and it's just, I just think God is very much restorative, but that right. is also not the same thing as saying that God causes all these things oh, yeah. or waits yeah. for misfortune to happen to you just so He can show you yeah. how great He is. That's but He will. Yeah, yeah that's he will use things like right, like in Romans eight twenty eight, where he says, all he, you know, all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose." And that's right. not that God does all things to you and right. works them for good, but everything that happens to you, he can work for good, yeah. right? And will and can yeah. can and will mm-hmm. as you allow him to. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the whole thing with the. For those who are called according to his purpose. Yeah. It's as you allow him to. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't put himself, sorry, I'm looking up Romans eight twenty eight here. Um, he doesn't put himself in the I'm going to do this regardless situation. It's the whole point of giving humans a will. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's when we enact our will in an open spirit to be in line with what his will or what his desires are. Mm-hmm. That's the, that is where things can, um, where you can be ministered to and where you can move into mm-hmm. places where you actually are knowing, you know, the, the assurances of God's promises. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what relationship is. And you don't force yourself or your will in a relationship. Yeah, you can. It's not a very good one. No, it's not going to yeah. go well for you. Yeah. And, and God is the, the best at relationship. And so he doesn't, he doesn't force, even when it's a good thing, he doesn't force mm-hmm. it on you. <laughs> yeah, so if we were to wrap this around to the second question so i guess really it's the first real question but the second point after charcuterie and smorgasbords and buffets which is how are we getting along with other people i think that comes back to our our word of the month which is perichoresis Mm -hmm. so the nature of god is three persons in the trinity that they have uniqueness because right because it's it's not that there's three gods who are the same there are three different persons who walk together in unity, and in their unity, they have perichoresis. It's the dance together, uh, the intimacy they have. And it's the same way where if we're going to enter into that relationship, because God invites us to participate in that, then for us to deal with people with differences is we have to recognize they're different and unique and the true love is to say we can be intimate and close to people who are different yeah and i think that's one of the big challenges i mean it's the fundamental nature of god to say there are differences yet there continues to be unity mm-hmm. even with the differences we don't yeah. have to have sameness because sameness is not unity it's yeah. sameness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unity means Something is different, yet it comes together. Yeah. And I think that's our biggest challenge in Christ or in the, mm-hmm. as the church as a whole, as a body, is to say, how do we then love? How do we mm-hmm. enter into a perichoretic relationship with the rest of the body, mm-hmm. respecting and loving those people who are different? Yeah. And yeah. inviting them into that same relationship and unity that's the very unity and nature of God. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think so. that's so good. I love how you said that unity is not sameness because mm-hmm. I think that they are often used interchangeably. That or conformity. When, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That when we have, maybe in a church, when we have unity in a church, it means we're all on the same page. We all believe the same thing. There's not, you know, there's not any any conflict in what we believe, but that mm-hmm. is not... <laughs> Not, not and that's true. and that's not necessarily true and probably not ever true. I mean, even if people are saying like, "Yep, I I'm 100% on board with everything," you're not <laughs> because we have our own opinions. Liar. Yeah, liar, liar, liar. liar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can say honestly say there is no person I've ever listened to that I am 100% in agreement with. Yeah, there's a lot that not I'm, even me. You well. <laughs> I've had can't people... make facial expressions. This isn't a video <laughs> podcast. That's, that's right. I can use my all those facial expressions. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, there's probably people in the high 90s or something, but 
Yeah. You know, and it's like, am I going to say, yeah, well, I can't listen to that guy because he doesn't believe in, you know, full preterist inverse, you know, <laughs> rapture <laughs> eschatology, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, there's so many metaphors for this, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, uh-huh. you know, chew the meat and spit out the bones, uh-huh. you know, there's... You, you can right. listen to anybody and find something of value at yeah. some level. Maybe there's not very much, but there right. might be. There might be one. There's at least one thing you could get from any preacher or teacher or person. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Even and you know maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's a lot. But somebody has. Everybody has some element. I think of the truth that they understand that is unique yeah. to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have some view and experience with God that no one else has. Yeah. And so Seven. you can't, I mean, you can't discount that and maybe everything mm-hmm. else is wrong that they believe, but mm-hmm. everyone has at least yeah. one thing that is their yeah. understanding and their facet of yeah. God that they understand. Yeah. yeah. And that's a great way to say it. Cause I think there's things you can take people that even you, almost utterly disagree with and still gets like I was listening to I you know I listen to random people on the radio when I'm mm-hmm. driving around and I was like some guy who was pretty legalistic pretty harsh on some law stuff and I just kept listening and I was like okay what what can I get from you to be challenged about even you know about righteousness to so say okay right. I want to listen to you and say what can I learn from you mm-hmm. and see if I can glean a nugget out of this or pull a little thought even though your premise i disagree with but how can i be challenged to you by you mm-hmm. and yeah. so forth and i think that's a great way to kind of view people as i don't have to think all your stuff is awesome yeah just say can i glean something from being by you or near you maybe it's a lot of work <laughs> but <laughs> it may take effort I'm going to have to do a lot of gleaning. <laughs> yeah. But there is something there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, it, it can help you hone what you do think. Right. Because yeah. you should be challenged. I mean, because if you just listen to people that always agree with you, and I'm not saying go listen to everything all the time, but once in a while, mm-hmm. let something push you the other way and say, are you just listening to one kind of thing all the time? And even if you're right listen to somebody on the other side just to challenge you that you can say nope i still think this is right and it's mm-hmm. you know it's supportable or it sounds mm-hmm. good or it feels you know more right or it's i can defend it and support you know however you want to put that yeah allowing other things to challenge you now and then mm-hmm. it's kind of a good thing yeah now you don't want to beat on it all the time because That'll just wear you down and make you mad when it's when you're constantly listening to stuff that you disagree with. And right. Yeah, that will either well, one, you'll either change your mind or it'll just make you upset and angry all the time, and mm-hmm. then that's that doesn't do you any favors either. Right. But mm-hmm. but I think that learning to ask questions and to even maybe ask some questions about the things that you think are solid, just to become even more solid and maybe listen to different perspectives or. You know, I mean, that's yeah. why we that's why we talk to each other. That's why we talk to other humans is to learn their stories and to learn their perspectives and to learn their. I love what you said, Benj, about experiences from God. I mean, mm-hmm. like everyone has yeah. their own unique experience with God, and that uh, that's just so beautiful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right, and sometimes we want to write off everything that's weird or I don't understand or whatever, and and we can feel the responsibility that either. I have to completely accept it or completely reject it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And there's some things like I've been reading some books on uh, this book from some guy who got visits from Moses and David and whatever who literally came into his room to talk to him. So I can either go, yeah, this is really true, or I can go, this guy's a nut, <laughs> you know. And well, I've chosen to go. I have no idea, but I'll at least read his book and see if there's some interesting things I can learn from it. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. don't have to have a strong opinion on whether or not he was right or wrong, but I can evaluate and say, is there wisdom in here regardless that God wants to show me from however this came to him? Yeah. And I may, and I think if you can learn to evaluate that stuff and go, okay, that's mm-hmm. good information. Or you mm-hmm. can go, wow, this is nuts, and it sounds like a bunch of hooey. Mm-hmm. Well, then, okay, it's a bunch mm-hmm. of hooey, and don't mm-hmm. take it. Yeah. yeah. But if you go, huh, that's some good wisdom there, or that's a good point, and that's good. Okay, you've learned it. Mm-hmm. Do you have to agree that this came from Moses and he was visited by him? I don't have to, that he still might have had something. And I know that sounds really weird and scary, but it's like learn to evaluate truth as truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, I have to agree with yeah. everything about this guy. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think. I don't know. This was something else that I've been thinking about recently. But just like, just because something is new doesn't mean it's like wrong or even mm-hmm. unbiblical. And it's like, why? You know, the Bible is two thousand years old, roughly or so. All the New Testament. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Or yes. older. Yeah. But and obviously, you know, the Bible right. is great. But uh, do we really want to limit everything God can do? to what he has already done versus maybe saying, oh, maybe this is a new thing or this is a new experience. And obviously you have to be, if it's not consistent with what we already have seen in the Bible, then maybe it's not right. But to, I don't know, to just write off stuff as, well, this is demonic or this is heresy is just, just because it's different Mm -hmm. and it's a different expression, I think is just... Yeah, or a new experience. I don't, I don't know. I just think it's kind of just kind of lazy and close-minded and just be like, no, I refuse to accept anything new. God can only operate in this manner that I understand. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's impossible for him to do anything else. Yeah. yeah, and we can probably split that up into a few categories. Like there's clearly things that are like expressions, uh, styles, and so forth that are going to vary dramatically over time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes usually one generation hates the fact that the next generation – does things and expresses themselves yeah. <laughs> in a different manner. Yeah. Which is so that, wrong. Which is always a problem. <laughs> Drives me nuts. You know, as far as <coughs> truths go, you know, real truth doesn't vary, but sometimes we have a better un, we have a better or different understanding of what right. God is revealing mm-hmm. and that better be consistent with the word, but sometimes it's a better yeah. clarity of what the word said. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in the past we may not have and here I'll give you an example. The Old Testament most of the guys in the Old Testament didn't understand mm-hmm. what the people in the beginning of the New Testament. Yeah. The people at day one, the disciples, didn't understand what 15 years later, it took them 15 years to figure out that Gentiles can be saved apart from Judaism. Mm-hmm. So that's 15 years, yeah. which doesn't seem like a lot. But when you think about it, for 15 years, the church didn't know mm-hmm. you could be a Christian and not be a Gentile. Wow. Yeah. And then it was like, oh. I guess you can. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Mm-hmm. And actually, the funny thing is, that was purely based on one guy's experience. 
Peter went to Cornelia's house and stuff happened. And James and the other guys were like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, there wasn't this long biblical, we have to go look everything up. It was no. like, these were kind of the authoritative people. And you're like, yeah. oh yeah, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I guess that's how God's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people like, it's probably especially prominent with charismatics, but with other people looking at them, you're like, well, how come they're running around the room and screaming? Or how come they're falling out of the spirit <laughs> or whatever flags. and waving flags? And, you know, in the past, maybe I was like, that's just crazy. They're insane. But now it's <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Maybe they are. But also, who am I to judge what someone else is experiencing with the spirit? Maybe they are, you know, Jeremiah. encountering Jesus. Like, how am I? So- yeah. Yeah. Who am I to say to judge someone else's spiritual encounter and to say, well, no, that's yeah. not God. Yeah. Like, I can't do that. I'm yeah. not God. Well, and I think that's so important. We were talking about this earlier, too, that there is encounter where we have an encounter with the person of Jesus, and then there's what we are learning about Jesus from mm-hmm. the Word, but you have to have both. If you only have right. an encounter that's not backed up by the Word, then eh, you might have right. some weird things that are that are often not helpful (laughs) to you. Um, But if you're also only reading the word, you're going to miss out on the person of Jesus. And if you're not having that encounter. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of view that as like a ladder where you can step left foot, right foot. And sometimes you need the, you need an experiential step. Mm -hmm. Then you need an intellectual reading truth step. And then you need an experience, and it's not necessarily left, right, left, right. But the idea is, you need you both. Need both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're just doing one all the time, if you're it's, just in the intellectual, it's like rowing yeah. a boat. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just keep going in circles. You can't only... row only one side. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's a better metaphor. Right. So yeah. Or being in a boat with another person and you're rowing together. Yeah, yeah. One person's rowing much harder than the other. One person's rowing the experience, and the other one's rowing the (laughs) truth, and you're in it together. Yeah, yeah. And both are so, and I think that's the thing where, you know, some of us like to hang out in one or the other, and it's like, well, that's okay, but the more you neglect the other, the more you're going to probably head off into errors. Mm You know, so if you're in the intellectual, you'll start seeing all these people that are having experience. Oh, they're all nuts. They're all weirdos. They're all yeah. whatever. They're all possessed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and if you're experienced, it's all, hey, yeah. So let's wrap up. Right. If we looked at the smorgasbord, <laughs> what did we learn from the smorgasbord? Learning number one is what? We got to be responsible for what well, ultimately it's, it's our beliefs. Yeah. So we might need to know them, right? Yeah. And if we don't, because you can say, I agree with this church's doctrine. And it's like, well, do you? Have you actually <laughs> learned it, <laughs> know right. it, yeah. understand it? You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us what the doctrine is. Mm-hmm. Right. As I said in fast times, learn it, live it, know it. Okay. So what else did we learn tonight? Did you say something? You were going to uh, talk. How to get along uh, with people. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. do we How yeah. do we be in relationship with other people? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What does that, that look like? Yeah. And- People with different beliefs, I guess. Yeah, which would be everybody. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And that we can allow them to have those different beliefs. All right, because we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to bring them into that same (laughs) relationship that we're having. And the way, and this is the, I think this is the key. The way we enter into the love relationship of Christ is by exhibiting that same love relationship to other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that's weird. And I can't really be in the love relationship with Christ if I don't love others. Yeah. 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 Oh, that hurts. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's a brain teaser there. Mm-hmm. All right. So any other thoughts? Man, that's funny. This was fun. Oh, wow. Okay. So you better agree with everything yeah. we said in this podcast. Yeah, you're not allowed if, to disagree with us. If you don't, <laughs> yes. And if you don't, write us at podcast at grace.world. Call us at 833-85-GRACE. And because I'm recording at Benji's house, this is the bumper music. We're fading out <laughs> now. Bum, bum, this bum, is bum. it. Bum, bum, bum. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Benji and Kaylee. We love you. Bye. Bye. Love you guys.